Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And one of the stories we've talked about uh, over the years, of course, has been crypto and its rise, its fall, and it's always interesting to watch. But today we got a story that's a slightly different angle, and I'm looking forward to it with Joseph Mann. He's Post. Any long-term listener to the show knows that for about two years now, I've been doing an ongoing weekly series with reporters from the Post, and I absolutely loved this, this series. And I understand the Post, which is funny because people know me. They say, you're, you're conservative, Kevin. You're right of center. How's that even possible? And the reason why is that, frankly, uh, there's like three publications in the whole country that have – really thorough breadth and depth of coverage that I personally want and need. And Washington Post is one of those publications. Also, uh, because I don't want to become a member of a cult that I think so many have volunteered for, whichever ideology, by the way, it's not just one. Um, you know, the way you do that is by getting a diversity of opinion. And one of my favorite places to do that is the Washington Post. Joseph, so glad to have you with us. I love it when I coordinate a guest. My team coordinates a guest with the Post, and it happens to be a story I'd already caught. And, uh, and so uh, I caught your story on the night. You were one of the very first uh, people, from what I can tell, the uh, history there uh, to actually catch on uh, to report that uh, uh, this isn't this isn't legit. Uh, why don't you set the stage for us and welcome to the show? Uh, well, thanks for having me. So, uh, Bitcoin backers have been trying for years to get the SEC to approve um, uh, exchange traded funds, which would be a way of, of sort of investing in Bitcoin without actually buying Bitcoin. Uh, they've given up pretty much on the current SEC approving Bitcoin itself. Um, so uh, the exchange traded funds are kind of a, a, a way around that. It would you'd be able to invest in funds that would hold Bitcoin. Uh, it's a, you know similar to a mutual fund, um, and it was widely anticipated that uh, the SEC would rule on that issue on uh, January 10. Um, after they uh, they lost a, a court fight that sa that said that uh, the judge said that the SEC hadn't given enough of an explanation for why it hadn't allowed uh, such funds, so everybody's looking forward to this. And then lo and behold, the official um, silver checked SEC gov Twitter account, excuse me, X account, um, tweeted uh, with a with a nice blow up quote from Gary Gensler, SEC chair, we have approved these things. This is on. Um, this was on the 9th, and there was a big spike in Bitcoin prices, everybody very happy, and it stayed that way for about half an hour um, before uh, the SEC, uh, same account, tweeted, actually, we lost control of our account, uh, we've been hacked, and we have not approved these things. Of course, the, <laughs> the irony here is that um, uh, on the 10th, they did actually approve uh, 11 specific uh uh, um, ETFs um, for, for Bitcoin. So, um, it, you know, a, a hacker jumped the gun. Um, and if they coordinated with their you know, financial side, they could have made a bunch of money. Anybody who knew this was coming, knew that it was fake, could have made a bunch of money. Yes, yes. And, you know, and I look at the record, I look at what, you know, had transpired. Um, 
even before the bogus claim by hackers, um, it, it was going up. I guess even the meetings itself was creating a sense of optimism. Right. Um, so that's why I think that's why it was effective is because it was plausible. It was very plausible. People were looking for exactly this kind of an announcement, though they wouldn't, you know, the SEC does not break news on Twitter. Um, they were looking for that kind of announcement. They were primed for it. And so was the media. So some of the media took the initial tweet and wrote stories and said, hey, this has happened. Um, and so, you know, of course, that that drove the uh, drove attention um, and drove up the, the Bitcoin price. The interesting thing here is that Twitter has a, a very serious security problem, uh, always has, uh, and they haven't fixed it. And they've got fewer people left under Musk to fix it. Um, famously, the company is subject of uh, not one but two whistleblower complaints um, around the time and since um, the Musk takeover, saying that you know the platform is just inherently unsafe at any speed. Um, and this this doesn't you know Twitter says in this case they were not hacked the SEC screwed up it did not have two factor authentication um, the SEC has not responded to that claim except to say that you know the FBI and their own Inspector General are looking into this but this keeps happening at Twitter. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, there's no doubt about it. All you have to do is read lots of sources uh, because people love to declare fake news. But it's really commonly known. Many of the layoffs were uh, of people who were there to protect their users, <laughs> and so you're going to have a lower quality using after that. And what I found really interesting about this, Joseph, is that I'm looking at the history of Bitcoin uh, over the last week, and it's interesting that the highest Bitcoin price happened three days, or two days rather, after you and others began to report, hey, this is a, a hack. We're talking 48,711 uh, on uh, yesterday at 3 p.m. versus, uh, you know, 46, or, or we'll go to the 9th, uh, yeah, 46.5 on the 9th. Isn't that interesting in and of itself? Does that show, show you how long it takes for something to be corrected with uh, a large population? Well, in this case, I mean, the reason that it's gone up to the highest point is that it actually became true. <laughs> it was false on the 9th. It was true on the 10th. Um, and so this, it, the initial spike on the 9th uh, was about the same place, went to uh, just shy of 48. Um, and now, now that it's actually true and it wasn't retracted within half an hour, um, it's gone just a little bit above that. So now it's back down to 45. It's dropped around 3,000. Uh, how do you, how do you, uh, what's your thoughts about that? What's your thoughts about that? Maybe well, like catching your breath? People are catching their breath maybe? Um, there could be some profit taking. You know, obviously it's one of the most volatile currencies out there. Um, you know, I, I think after, you know, after it, it reached this level, um, you know, it would it would be understandable if some investors decided to take some money off the table. Uh, okay, you know there aren't going to be. They may have reason that there isn't about to be another big catalyst that would that would drive it from the, on the regulatory front. It also might be the fine print. You know, like I said, you know the 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 fake news was that all ETFs have been approved. The actual news is that eleven of them have. So not everybody can offer these things. And you know the SEC also. Members of the uh, of the commission 
went out of their way to say that they are not endorsing Bitcoin as a great investment. They are just, you know, they're sort of forced to do something by the by the court decision, and they've decided that this is the the path of least resistance. Um, so there, so this is not this is not the you know this is not like the Fed rushing in and saying everybody needs to put Bitcoin in their IRA. This is not that. <laughs> yes. So can I give us a few takeaways and, and don't, you know, uh, not that you would, but not only takeaways for the SEC, but for, you know, as well as, as organizations like X, you know, uh, in looking at this. Kind of give us some takeaways, if you will. Right. So, well, I mean, first off, for, you know, people who were shy about investing in Bitcoin because they didn't want to deal with one of the cryptocurrency exchanges directly, um, you now have a way to, you know, you know, dabble uh, without losing your shirt. Uh, if you can afford to do that and you feel like it's important to diversify in that direction, you can do that in Bitcoin only for now. There's also, you know, some people are betting that this will happen with Ether and other major currency later. Um, but again, the SEC has just told you that it is not inherently safe or a good investment. That's not what their decision says. Um, uh, for the SEC, they need to get to the bottom as soon as possible as to what the heck happened with their account. Obviously, this is you know an important account, widely followed account um, by people who make you know financial decisions in milliseconds if they're using computer programs. Uh, so um, they cannot have this kind of a screw up, and maybe they should get off the platform entirely if they can't figure out uh, what went wrong. And then for other organizations, especially government organizations, the guidance is already for two-factor authentication. No, everybody needs two-factor authentication. Your grandmother needs two-factor authentication, and if at all possible, you should not use text-based uh, SMS uh, two-factor authentication. That may have been what happened here. Twitter's uh, a Twitter spokesman tweeted that um, uh, there was. Um, um, pardon me, lost my thought there for a second. They said that um, the there was not two-factor authentication on that account. Uh, that the hacker had commandeered the phone number and then uh, changed changed the password. That should not work it, with good two-factor authentication. So it's still unclear whether the 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 hacker was able to do that um, because the SEC, for some reason, only had text-based two-factor, or if there's something else that went wrong, um, if the SEC, in fact, did not have any two-factor. We don't know about that. Uh, that's mm -hmm. got to get resolved. But for other um, but for other organizations, uh, for anybody who relies on Twitter, you got to have two-factor that is not um, that is not text-based. And if your phone number is associated with an account, uh, there's a cryptography professor at Johns Hopkins, Matthew Green, who t who tweeted yesterday, it appears that phone numbers are getting reapplied to your account so that somebody who has your phone number, which is trivial to do with SIM swapping, can take over your account. Everybody should check whether their phone number is on their account and take it off so that they only have a more secure way of getting a hold of you. Very interesting. You know, and it would seem like even the SIM because they only hacked X, right? They didn't actually hack SEC. Uh, it would seem like prominent display on their X page would be verify all information on this at SEC.gov. Something as simple as some kind of, 
you know, uh, pause, right? A little pause there. Right. I mean, I nobody should be taking anything they see on X at face value. Um, in the past, uh, the AP account was hacked and said there was an explosion near the White House, um, and the stock market briefly dived. Uh, you know, it, many prominent accounts, including Musk's, uh, have been hacked and used to shill crypto in the past. Um, there's a recurring problem there. It is not a secure platform. It never was a secure platform. You should not be spending a lot of money based on anything that happens on X. Yeah, and it's even less secure now, and it has never been secure. Uh, very good, very good information. I want to encourage people to look at the article entirely. Uh, make sure you go to priceofbusiness.com. We will have a link to this article. I think it's so important. Joseph, I appreciate your time. Joseph Mann with the Washington Post, and thanks for being part of this series. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business. Stay tuned for more.